Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hola. Bonjour. Ni hao. Moi. Guten tag. Hello. Hey. Yeah, hi. Hello, welcome to part two of Normal Not Normal with our guest Evie Lynch, but with me, Oliver Phelps. And me, James Phelps. And like we said last time, guys, we were having such a great chat with Evie that we decided to do a first and split this into two parts. So, guys, we hope you really enjoy Grab yourself a cup of tea or whatever you're doing and enjoy part two. So what was it like dancing with the stars in the States? Um, I remember when you said that you were doing that and I was completely in awe of of you doing that. So and jealous. Uh, and yeah. jealousy yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is it's awesome to do. Evie, what was, how did that come about and what was it like? Oh, it was the best. Oh my God, if you get asked, do it. Please do it. It's so much fun. It's one of the most fun jobs I've ever done um it's a lot it's a lot of work but you can dance yes but not most people can't and it's really not obviously it helps if you can dance but people just love the journey actually I started to notice and that's what my dance partner would talk about because it's not just about the dancing it's like it's almost a political campaign trying to win people over and tell your story in a way that engages them so um it kind of helped that our scores started a bit low and we had to like fight whereas people who started really high and were naturally just amazing dancers and um, they struggled to keep the votes some of them got voted mm. out so mm. but it was so fun and um, how did it come about I think I got asked to do the Irish one and I was like oh please can I do this and you know there's a whole thing about actors doing reality shows like oh there's a snobbery around it and because I still act and I don't want that to affect my career but um but it's just so fun like dancing getting to be trained by a professional for hours for it was nine weeks um and so they they asked me to do the Irish one and I said please can I do it I made it was like no fine she was like look if you're gonna do this let's let's go big and she called up the american ones and she was like you have to give her um a place on the show now or she's gonna do the other one and you can't you can't do two you can't do both Mm. um and so yeah got a place um on the show and it was so fun it was the best i just loved it yeah do it definitely do it it's such a great did you feel that i mean how many how many million of people are watching those shows i don't know a lot yeah. yeah. So did you did you feel the pressure, or was it just a case of you can just see what's in the studio, and I mean, let's face it, you're very good at dancing, so that obviously takes away a lot of second guessing yourself when you're doing it. Um, no, it was terrifying. It was the most scared I've ever been on set. Like right before you do the dance, like I would just be, oh, I would feel sick. It's that feeling of being on a roller coaster where you're like, why am I doing this to myself? Like this is horrible. 
and because it's like you're doing something you're not profession professionally trained at that you're an amateur so there's a high likelihood that you'll fall and it'll be embarrassing and all the stuff you've worked for will just you know you'll mess up but then again like like a roller coaster as soon as you've done it it was just such a buzz you'd want to do it again it felt really amazing just going through that it, it made me feel like oh I can, I can do anything I can handle any nervous situation this this felt like yeah the biggest kind of stakes thing I'd done yeah. And how yeah. much training were you doing a day? And um, five or six hours. Yeah, it was a lot. I've got. I've got to be honest. I mean, I knew that I was coming on today with you two guys, so I was inspired by your yoga techniques, both of you. So I tried oh. to do a bit of yoga today. Good. How'd it go? Um, I was swearing at the person who was giving me the instruction on the uh, the video, <laughs> but I suppose that because it's just weird. Like, it just feel you just feel it. I certainly feel it. Like the joint behind my knees. And that sounds silly. Yeah. But like when you're extending and stretching and everything like that. Yeah, 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 it's hard. Different, you should it? go on the show. Would you ever reach out to them? Probably one day. I'd like to do it. You're probably. not wearing yeah, enough like spray something. tan. You, you, you get weekly spray tans. Get sprayed with it. Oh, yeah, wow. they're really like, serious you're selling, like that. you're selling it to me now, yeah. No, yeah, but if you both went, went on, that would be so funny because you'd be competing against each other. Yeah. There'd definitely be a competitive element to it. I Evie, think. I get the Macarena confused. But they've had crazy. They've had like Sean Spicer on, the politician. And he did get voted out quickly. And they had Carol Baskin on this season. That was weird. So you'd you'd manage and you'd grow and you'd get to love dancing. And and the connection you have with your partner is so unusual. It's so unique because you're going through this weird thing. And it's it's just you and them. There's a a couple, yeah, there's a couple of camera people in the room. But yeah, it's, you get really close with them. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Yeah, cool. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe for one day. Maybe Come for on. one day. Yeah, do it. And they love it because um, everyone else is American. The one thing I would find, I found it hard, like, as an introvert. I, I think as an actor, you, you can be an introvert. You can be shy. You can be a bit. But on Dancing with the Stars, you're, it's your personality as much as the dance. So, yeah. so many of them were just like, work in the camera. Hey, guys, vote for me. And I was like... You know, I just I couldn't I couldn't match that. So that was that was no. a struggle. But but I think yeah. you would be able to snap into that. I'll wear, I'll wear, I suppose you'd have to wear a t-shirt. You know, we'll dance for votes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but they would love it because they I think they like that uh, when when British or Irish people come in because we they think we're so uh, like different. <laughs> they think we're exotic. <laughs> So in terms of like dealing with fans now, is there, do you still see yourself as part of the, let's call it the inner community or the outer community? Mm. Would you say that your relationship to the online presence has changed in any way? Or yeah, definitely. That... I don't stalk everyone on MuggleNet anymore. No, no. I stopped that. <laughs> well, I actually drew back from that probably on like the sixth and seventh movies because I found it was just really alienating me from everyone. And I really felt, I felt, I remember I felt sad after the fifth movie because I went back and I, I didn't keep in touch with anyone and I was like this is sad because I really like them all and I want to be friends with them so I made a concerted effort to dial down my crazy fan stuff but but no so I I'm I'm aware of it all and I feel like I have the perspective I understand them I understand what a big deal certain things are very into Fantastic Beasts but I try and play it down I remember you saying once that it's it, it, it can get a bit odd when people say that they're your best friend even though they don't necessarily know you yeah yeah. It's always nice to hear that you can be how much of an influence you can be on people. Um, mm-hmm. Like sometimes it's great. Like I think it's really great when people get into it. So I'm having a hard time of it. What do you do to relax or or whatever? I think stuff like that's cool. But then, like a couple of weeks ago, I won basically saying, if you don't reply to me, I'm going to kill myself tonight. Yeah, I, yeah. And you get that side of it. So there's a, there's there's a fine line, and I think people 
sometimes don't get that 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 line it gets lost you know? i think you have yeah it's really hard and i think you have to have your boundaries yeah. really tight like you us personally but i have that all the time um especially with luna because people it's often people who are bullied or who are depressed they feel like she's their friend and that that thing of like you were in my dream or we're meant to be best friends and I oh, I treat that stuff very cautiously. I tend to actually not reply to most of those things because I think it's um it's the, the, it's codependency and it's also not you they're talking to. It's their imagination of you, what they think you are. Um, mm. but I always when I see that or when someone saying you're my best friend, you just don't know it, even though I was that person, I really do think no focus on your friends around you and like I try to when we do conventions and when people tell me these stories I really try and be present and like you know talk to them and listen to them but taking on fan mail like I am actually writing to a fan at the moment who's really lovely and she's going through an eating disorder and something I really understand but you know it's that that but that's a lot of energy I spend two hours writing her a letter sometimes and it's a lot of just it's emotionally it's a lot of cost and I really do think you know I'm not we're not qualified therapists we're not professionals yeah so we shouldn't be taking that on and but that's that's dysfunctional when someone does that and I've, I have seen that too there's one guy on on my Facebook page that I don't very much use he was writing me a letter every single day. And I remember looking at me like, I wish he would just write a book. He could be a successful author. Why does he spend so much time writing to me? And he's calling me Luna the whole time. It's like, whoa, it's like this this guy's imagination has gone so just, he's taken it to another level. And so I don't reply to that because I'm like, that's enabling them a bit. They'll get attached and then you'll get, you'll pull back and you'll be busy and then they'll get annoyed with you and then they'll hate you. And it's, it's very hard to balance. So I try and keep my distance. Yeah. Yeah. And find a thing through it. Cause we were, um, well, it was weird. Like the other, the other week there was a, someone who was basically impersonating me on TikTok. Oh no. They, yeah, exactly. Right. So they've got like over 55,000 followers. So if you imagine, I don't know, imagine Yankee stadium filled with that many people but they think they're seeing someone else but it's not so they'd taken videos what i'd recorded and they'd edited them to make it look like i was reacting to stuff so i was like right i'm calling you out on this so basically put down a very pc version of what i originally penned about you know this this low life is doing this i don't agree with it everything else um and then very soon after they changed to oliver phelps fan account um but it was bizarre because like for every six or seven positive comments i got saying thanks for telling us that's really good that's terrible that happened there would be one normally very aggressive negative comment about it like oh i'm offended that you'd be so cruel to the person who's doing that and defending someone who's impersonating you and which you know impersonation is technically harassment mm. and it was just it just it blew my mind that there would be one that there'd be people who defend people who do stuff like that because it's trickery at the end no, of the day exactly and they can get really bad where they ask for money and things well that's it yeah and, and can really can really push it off well i think yeah some people said that they that some people have done that in the past and the fact that yeah. you know and that and the people jump to defend them on that um i mean like james and i we never really talk about this type of stuff because it's how it's who we are you know we're very personal with this type of thing but you know we've had people impersonate us on facebook instagram twitter whatever us our family members mm. friends even yeah. friends of ours families so my mate's wife has had a fake account because yeah. people just try and get into private photos private stories and stuff like that of us and you know i just abhor stuff like that it's just disgusting that people can actually find a reason 
um, to get into your or in their head they think oh this is this is perfectly logical and fine to do it mm. to just involve people just invade people's privacy on such a level like that and mm. then people wonder why we keep our personal life so personal yeah. and so quiet about it so you know to, 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 to people who are listening who either enable them and defend people first of all who do stuff like that and other people who actually do it how would you feel if people did that to you where you didn't have you yeah. couldn't say that you couldn't you know someone is talking on your behalf when it's not you and they're misrepresenting you yeah exactly yeah and they're, they're leading other people on and there's there's a lot of damage what could come from that type of thing and i just i just hate i, th- I know that hate is a strong word but i hate it yeah that, oh yeah that, that, I agree. that that is totally allowed to do because you wouldn't get away with it if you walked down the street and said yeah. you know i'm such and such yeah look what i can do you know and that is just yeah as i said i hate i hate that side of it which is a real shame because i think 99 percent of the people we deal with have got great intentions they are really really nice and it's just great to have that relationship with I don't call people fans, I call them people who support us. People support what we're doing. Mm. And it's just a shame that, that almost like it does it does taint it. It does make as you say, it does make you withdraw, it does make you not not trust people, yeah. A lot of it is just uh, obviously craving attention for themselves, but imagine what they could do if they put all that attention into themselves. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You could do some really cool stuff, couldn't you? Yeah. Exactly. And it is almost this thing of I suppose this defending offensive mentality. Oh, I'm offended that you'd call someone a low life for doing that. It's like, no, 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 I'm really not. It's really, not. it's really unhealthy. And I had that recently actually on, um, I'm not on Twitter anymore, but when I was on Twitter, someone copied my profile completely and then they followed all my friends. So all my friends, but they're people like an actress I worked with one time, like yep. who I don't talk to all the time. And she, and then I have to DM her and be like, that's not me. And the worst part, I find, I bet you find this with them as well, that, that it's so cringy how they think you live your life. So they post pictures being like me on a film set or just like this film star life that you would never do. And it's always <laughs> just like pictures of my face as if I'm so self-obsessed. And, but that's what they think you want to do. Yeah. Or, hey guys, yeah. I love my fans. <laughs> Well, there's, there's that as well. But then they then they'll take then they say and then there's some people who take it to extreme. They'll like so my wife had it for example. Like someone copied a load of like befriended friends of hers, friend of hers type thing, and then that type of thing about it. So then that brings me into it. I'm like, well, then she's got to suffer from it. Yeah, yeah. And it's just a real shame. So yeah, I mean, my that's my that's my rant of the day. If you're impersonating anyone or enabling anyone to do it, think about what you could do if you actually did it exactly. for yourself, not someone yeah, else. Yeah, build up yourself. That'll, yeah. 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 Exactly. But. Uh, yeah, it just yeah. it just really really blew my mind. So I just I just assumed I just know if you would have yeah oh no big pet peeve. Yeah. I do. I and same as you were just saying. I get a visceral like anger. Like that's me that you're taking. You can't yeah. just and they sneak. Sometimes they're sneaky. They stalk everything about your life and then they block you so you can't see. And I'm just like. No, get your own identity. I worked really hard to be exactly. me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you've done a lot of acting, a lot of dancing. You're very big into your charity work as well with UNICEF and Veganuary. Veganuary, yeah. Veganuary. Mm-hmm. Um, and your Chick Peep. Did Chick I pronounce Peeps. that right? Chick, Chick, Chick Peeps. Peeps yeah. Podcast. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's my little podcast. Yeah, so I went vegan about uh, 2014, end of 2013. So vegetarian, always loved animals. Um, and when I read this book, Eating Animals, I was like, oh, this is me. I just need to be doing this. Um, but I find there's such a difference with like people perceive veganism and vegans in a negative way. And they think we're all just like, you know, obsessed with animals or that we're all 
we're all activists and I think people are intimidated by veganism for that reason because they just they think if I did that I'd have to give up my whole identity and I wouldn't be and and they see it as people always say oh what what do you have to give up and I think that's the wrong way of thinking about it it's like you have to think abundantly you have to think about what you can bring into your life it's like a new culture almost you're learning a new way of eating and being and all that um so I'm just trying to that that, that's what inspired me to start the podcast because I was like I think I've got this lifestyle figured out in a way that feels abundant and fun and you know I hang out with my vegan friends and we just chat and we have a laugh we're not always crying over cows like sometimes but not always we talk about (laughs) other things and I so I just wanted a podcast where we can like show veganism as being really normal and that you don't have to do it perfectly I think there are so many people who agree with veganism but they're just they don't know how to do it and they're intimidated and they think they, they meet those judgy vegans and they think, yeah. well, if I'm going to get judged and harassed for just doing a little bit, then I'm not even going to bother with it. And it tars the whole vegan movement. So sure. that's why. So we've got me and three other friends. We do it. And we interview a new guest each week and just try to make it accessible to normal people. Yeah. yeah, cool. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm I'm a meat eater. I've got leather shoes, leather jackets. But can you, so can, can you tell me three three things that people can use uh, or can do anything you could suggest to do definitely in yeah that sort of thing. first of all i would say try other foods you don't have to like cut out things so like try i would just try some substitutions just just experiment mm-hmm. you can do things like you can do meatless mondays um you can do plant-based before six uh, jonathan saffron four has a really interesting book called we are the weather and it's about how if everyone ate plant-based before 6 p.m um the climate crisis would be kind of healed like it's not you know we've kind of done too much damage that's not going to go backwards um but it would make it would be a significant difference i'd be interested i'd be interested in it it's just i say it's more a case of where it's just a case this is what i've 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 grown up with i suppose i'm used to and it's not for me it's not a a bit now, as I say, I may be opening myself up to people coming at me, as you say, because there is the very people who are very into that. Like, no, no, you are wrong. You are wrong because you have a leather jacket or a goat skin jacket or whatever like that. But you just don't see it that way. Like, I, I, as a vegan, I feel sad. I think we've all been socially conditioned to not see or feel for animals. And that's what yeah. I think we can't blame people for that. We can't blame farmers who've grown up five generations of farmers and they see cows as products as things as machines and they they can't connect with them they can't feel their pain and like some farmers they talk about when when they take the dairy the calves away from the cows and they bellow they grieve for days and i've heard farmers talk about how that actually made them stop farming but most of them are desensitized to it most of them have to just be like oh that's just a sound they're making rather than well that cow is grieving and heartbroken and and in pain so i think the vegan community needs to be more understanding of that you don't have to fix it all in one day you don't have to veganize your whole life in one day but i just think the more aware you are of these things the more you'll consciously make better choices maybe just start with like you know david attenborough's new documentary on netflix that's um that's a really good one and it's it shows how it concerns people and the whole lot of us it's not just animals and he's also he, I don't think he's even advocating veganism. That documentary, he's saying eat more plant based. I think I think that's that's the difference, isn't it? It's, it's I think sometimes if you go cold turkey on something, you're more likely to stop. Yeah, yeah quit. To a point, yeah, 
Yeah, quit and, and then be resentful. Miley Cyrus yeah. has done that. She was a big vegan um, activist and ally. And then she just quit and she's turned her back on us now. So I'm saying us like we're a cult. But it feels sometimes <laughs> it feels a bit... Well, she, she then started being like, oh, those vegans, those judgy vegans. It's just like, you were one of us. You don't have to just like throw the baby out with the bathwater. You can you don't have to go the opposite way. I haven't even told anyone this, but I do once a week I do vegetarian for a day. I know I'm it's not going to change. Well, it's not going to change well, but equally it's something I cut in a way now I look forward to doing it because it's something different. That's so good. And it's that kind of challenge. So it's just a little bit of what's new and then who knows where that may progress to and if it doesn't, but that's how Yeah. That's yeah. how I roll. Well there's a there's actually a football team called Forest Green Rovers who are 100% vegan. They play in the fourth tier of English football. And uh, Oh, are they good? Well, they're a professional team. Yeah, but if they're not good, we don't want them. Well, no, no, but, they, keep, no but they fade after 60 minutes. They need to... Their whole their whole ethos of the club is plant-based and all that kind of stuff. So sustainability. Oh. Sustainability, exactly. So I'm currently them in FIFA. I've just got them to the Champions League final, so watch this space. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello. It's that time again. Here are some of the questions and the did you knows that you've sent in. So this one is from Dashani in Malaysia. Hello. I just turned 20. Do you have any advice for someone who's going to face adulthood soon? Uh, The best advice I can give is run. Run like hell. I've been trying to do that for, what, that's 14 years ago since I turned 20, and I'm doing quite a good job of it. So yes, just um, carry on being you is what I would say. What would you say, Oliver? I would say if you're turning 20, act your age. If you're turning 24, act 20. If you're turning 30, act 20. If you're turning 60, act 20. Doesn't they matter. Even... Act how you feel. Yes. Because I do not act my age. I act happy. <clears throat> okay, sure. Yeah, so anyway, so here's another one on this happy note. If you could only hear three songs for the rest of your life, which ones would they be? And that's from Isabel in Germany. Cool, that's a good one, isn't it? Three songs? Yeah. Okay, I would have... Okay, I would have She's Got Away by Billy Joel. One Day Remains by Alter Bridge. Soul Limbo by Booker T and the MGs. That's very varied. Well, that's where you need a bit of variation, don't you? You do. Uh, I would have Everlong by the Foo Fighters. Drunk on a Plane by Dirks Bentley and Simply the Best by Tina Turner. Very good. Have you, Very have good. you ever tried running to Simply the Best? It's one of the best songs ever to run to, just saying. It's got a really good tempo, actually, as well. Bum, bum. Excellent, excellent. Well, anyway, let's get on to this week's Your Did You Knows. This one says, hey, Oliver. Hey, James. My name is Jana, and I'm from Hamburg in Germany. My son and I are big fans of your podcast. My son has Attention Deficit Hyperactive Disorder, or ADHD. 
but he is quiet when he listens to your voices. So every morning on a Friday, he sits still for an hour and listens to you. Thank you for the one hour break every Friday. I also have a space related did you know for you guys. Did you know on the planets Jupiter and Saturn, it rains diamonds. Much love from me and my little baby boy, Samuel. And she sent a lovely picture as well. Hi, Samuel. Hope you're doing really well, mate. And that's another one, a really good did you know fact. And I'm pretty sure, you know, all this space talk where people are talking about sending, you know, man missions to the moon permanently and, you know, Mars and everything like that. I'm really surprised that some jewellery company then hasn't put a load of, obviously it, sends, it costs quite a bit of money, doesn't it, to make a probe. But I'm assuming send, it would be cheaper just to find a diamond on Earth than send a probe yeah, halfway across the universe. It, if it rains it, could you imagine, right? And they're space diamonds. Do you know what I mean? Do you, do you, know, space how much, do you know how much a rocket costs to get to Jupiter? You'd Which, have to find a big rock. Uh, on. You'd have to. Do you know how much money people pay for diamonds? Well, probably not tens of billions of pounds. I know, but well, you can take a bucket with you, couldn't you? There you go, while you're there, you don't mind just picking me up some rain for me, would you? Okay. Our next message comes from Clarissa, and she's from Mexico City. She says, hi, James and Oliver. I have two did-you-knows for you. One, did you know armadillo shells are bulletproof? Yep, there was a man in Texas who shot an armadillo, and the bullet hit, hit the armadillo, shot back, and hit him in the jaw. <laughs> <laughs> that is karma for you. That is karma, right isn't it? <laughs> I'm assuming the guy's okay. I mean, if the guy's all right, then... Could you imagine that, 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 that chap going to the emergency room? Uh, what happened? The armadillo happened to you? You're in a gunfight. Uh, I tried to shoot a defenceless animal on the floor, and Do I you, lost. What would be good as well, though, if, if the armadillo saw what happened, he's like, oh, no, got to go, and just rolled up in a ball and rolled down the hill? That'd be quite fun. Moi! Greetings from Finland, Oliver and James. My name is Eve, and first of all, I wanted to say thank you. This podcast makes me forget about my current school stress and everything not so positive going on in my life right now. You really do brighten up my cloudy days. I'm supposed to graduate in four months and then I'll officially be a professional combination truck driver. <whistles> did you know that there are... Well, no. Okay, I did that because there's an emoji of someone with a party whistle. Oh, okay. Let me try and do that. Yeah. Did Sorry. you know... Let me let, Shut up. Let me get on to this because, um, you know, Eve's told me this. Did you know forest covers 74% of Finland? That's the same size as the UK. P.S. Oliver, don't go running if they're super cold. Your lungs won't like it. Much love, Eve. See, I knew I was on something right there. Eve has got all the answers and I completely concur with everything she says. <laughs> uh, Eve, kuntelit. I hope that makes sense. So thank you very much for listening in Finland. I hope you're doing well there. And Oliver, just get out and run. Hang on, hang on. what was that? That was thank you for listening in Finnish. Oh, just just drop that in there, yeah? You can't say thank you in Spanish, but Finnish, yeah, I'll just drop that in. Yeah. <laughs> we all have hidden talents. Yeah, okay. Um, okay. Hello, I'm Prathima from India. Did you know that sheep can recognise each other in pictures? <laughs> I did not know that, Prathima, but... That is an amazing fact. So thank you so much for sharing that one. There's a lot of... I'm going to... tell you, when all this uh, crazy time we're in at the moment is over, I'm going to go to a farm and I'm going to see whether cows have accents and whether they have best friends and then go over to the sheep and see if they recognise photos of other people. Now, according to Prathima, he would. So there you go. 
But the next section is the what is your normal? And this week we had a message from Re. I'm a huge Harry Potter fan and I came across your podcast completely by accident and I just wanted to say that you guys are both doing an incredible job. Thank you very much. My husband isn't much of a Harry Potter fan, but we both love your podcast. I didn't realise we were the same age and we still have a lot of similar interests. I love the NFL and stargazing. My husband loves golf and ranting, so there's something for both of us. <laughs> it's very hard to keep positive at the moment. Both me and my husband are key workers, so we have been going into work during all three lockdowns, which has been very draining on both of us. But your podcast has really given us something to look forward to and cheer us up. Our normal looks a bit like this. We both go to work, but in our spare time, we look after animals that are no longer wanted. We have four old rescue bunnies that are either dumped or neglected. We take all the really old dogs that no one wants to rehome and give them a loving, warm retirement home to enjoy in their golden years. Last year, we had an 11-year-old staffy called Dorothy, who we saw through her final moments with cancer. And now we have another old abandoned stray staffy with chronic arthritis who is called Homer. We didn't name him, but we thought James would like that one too. I definitely do. Homer was a foster. However, we really fell in love with him and decided to adopt him. So all of our spare time is pretty much taken up by administrating medication to the various animals. We are making sure they have a happy, comfortable retirement. Stay safe. Best wishes, Re and Alex. P.S. I had to send a video to you, and this is Homer's reaction to Oliver's drum. We did see that, Re, and it was absolutely hilarious. So thank you very much for that. I was going to actually get the drum out then to give a little knock for Homer, but probably best not. He didn't look best impressed in the video. We've had some amazing art and merchandise ideas sent in from Alondra, Valadias, Kimberly in Colorado, Mai from Malaysia, Cobain and many more of you. So guys, thank you so, so much. Your talent is absolutely brilliant. We also had a message from Grace and she sent us some merch suggestions. And she writes, there should be James ear blockers, ear muffers that you can put on whenever you're having an Oliver in your life that won't stop complaining about the littlest of things. <laughs> Grace, I completely agree with you. And she even says that the ear blockers should look like hedgehogs. That's not very good, is it? Grace, I thought, I thought, I thought we were friends, mate. Anyway, guys, before we get back to Evie, we've had a lot of messages from people struggling at the moment, um, especially with school and mental health. So Fraley in Florida, Charlotte in Glasgow, Jenny A, and so many more of you as well. We know that you've all had tough times recently, and we just want to say that we hear you and we are with you. And that's not just James and I are with you. That's the whole community of everyone who is listening to Normal Not Normal with you as well. Keep being fantastic. Keep being yourselves. You are not in this alone. Be well. Very much. So guys, thank you very much for sending all those in. Your did you knows, your questions, your normal not normals. Please keep sending them in to the normal email address. Normal not normal podcast at gmail.com. That's normal not normal podcast at gmail.com. Or you can tweet us using the hashtags hashtag normal not normal and hashtag did you know. And if you're under 18 and sending us a voice note or jingle, please, please, please get permission from a parent or guardian first. Indeed. Now, back to Evie. Evie, so going back to the whole normal not normal. I want that to see your segue right now. Where's your, where's, where's your segue from that? So for your normal, Evie, is eating plant-based foods. Yep. So that goes into 
Normal, not normal. So what does your normal look like now? Um, I get up, not a morning person. I try to be, I always go for like a workout or just something movement because that puts me in a good mood. Um, and I do like a few emails, podcasts and stuff like that. And I've got um, a company, Kinder Beauty, a vegan beauty company. And then I write. I'm writing at the moment a lot. So I'm really trying to be disciplined. But it's hard because like, I'm the only one who cares about my writing. Um, but yeah, so that. And then in the evenings, I go to circus classes which I love. I was, yeah, I was going to ask about this because you're always on Instagram. And I remember the first time I saw it, I thought, is that Evie? <laughs> so what, what is it you did? Because it's not like you're riding a little bike. You're No, yeah. no, yeah. it's aerial. So it's hoop or silks or trapeze. Yeah. What would you do in the circus? I'll be shot out of a cannon. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'd be the one lighting the fuse. <laughs> I don't think that's a full act. <laughs> I mean, we're asking everyone this. What does normal mean to you normal boring maybe um or or grounded actually that i think it means grounded just like knowing who you are and what you need every day yeah like what your boundaries are i think it's really important as an actor because every time you do a project you're thrown into an irregular situation and I've had this I'm sure you've had it on jobs before where you just give everything to it and then you don't keep your regular life going you let your relationships go crazy you don't do anything else and then it ends and then you're you're devastated and you don't have that so I think having yeah like a normal routine or just people who are always there or things you always do to ground you that that helps that helps you live a more crazy unconventional life and feel centered so yeah grounded yeah yeah, yeah. what does it mean to you ah no we we ask the questions here okay <laughs> i haven't got an answer yet um, okay <laughs> that's why i'm asking people to figure out what's that's part of it really i do i do think you're right though like, as you say a constant i think is the the thing what what definitely helps you keep keep grounded as well because there's always some there's always something else going on yeah hmm. yeah Helps you just remember who you are, I think. Yeah. Mm. But I don't really get excited by the word normal. I think I'm more into it now. Like, I like, as I say, being grounded and having my things so that if something bad or hard happens, I don't have the world. It doesn't feel like the world has been pulled out from under you. But yeah, yeah I don't get excited by the word normal. It's a bit like. But what would you, if someone said to you, like, I don't like it when people say to me, you're so normal or you're so um down to earth i'm like really that's the best thing you got from me as you're, on your, like tr- as be... you're on your silks yeah yeah <laughs> oh, i find that so annoying i'm actually my mom actually said this to me recently about my choice of boyfriend she's like why can't you just date anyone normal and i was like oh because i'd get bored but like that i just want i want something interesting i feel like my life growing up was so normal and boring and i'm doing things to try and make it not that way so yeah if somebody calls me normal i'd be very offended <laughs> okay. Right, okay. okay so on that regard then what is the least normal thing about you like what's your weirdness thing um, I mean, there's a list. Probably how much time and money I spend on therapy and wellness stuff. I talk yeah. to my therapist so much. I talk to her more than my mum, actually. She, I talk to her on WhatsApp. She's really nice about that stuff. Like, oh, we cool. just have... She doesn't say, like, you can only have an hour a week. We have chats yeah. and stuff. 
Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, good. And is that and is that a, a weekly thing? So if you don't want to talk about it, then no, no, I just brought it up. Yeah, I love talking about therapy. I'm like everyone get therapy. It's the best. I've yeah. been in therapy since I was a kid, like since I was about ten or eleven. Um, and but I used to be embarrassed about it, and I used to be like my friend. Um, I used to. I actually though when I was that age. I thought she was my best friend, even though I knew my mom was paying her 60 euros a week. I was like, this is, it's, it's that, it's similar thing to with celebrities. You think that, that, that they're your best friend because you're sharing everything with them and it's so, they're so non-judgmental. Um, so no, I, I know the boundaries now, what, what, how to like manage that. Um, and yeah, I would speak to her, not every week. No, because no, it's no. more... Maybe like every six weeks. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'd, I'd be the. I was gonna. I was just confirming because I'm the same. I've been going for probably about three years now. Oh, yeah, right. or just over, just over three years. And originally it was like to begin with, it was like once a week, once a fortnight, once a month. Now I found it's like six weeks, seven weeks is the good period yeah. to build up enough to vent, and yeah. then just have like a <laughs> an hour and a bit session and... of just like <sighs> yeah. Yes, and have awareness because I think yeah. some people can get addicted to. Th to therapy and they're addicted to their trauma and their wounds like they they like well, reliving it yeah they won't ever leave and it's like no you actually healed this move on stop being mm. stuck in in the past so i i think therapy is important like if you're going through a particularly challenging situation or have trauma to heal i think it's important to go every week then but then it gets yeah. to a point where it's like no no you need to be a bit more independent and handle it a bit better um but i think everyone should have a therapist because there's nobody in your life who can be that impartial and no, you shouldn't and use people for that yeah and the thing is what well, i like about it is that it's not well the thing that blew my mind it's not like lying on a big black chaise lounge no. staring <laughs> at the sky looking at, looking at random shapes what does this look like to you it's not that at all it's literally sit there get a like have a joke have a joke with uh, the receptionist or whatever before you go in or before it was all done virtually yeah have a joke with them about whatever yeah and then yeah you kind of like back into it so it's, a, it's cool is a cool thing, but I never realized that you did it for that you've been doing it for that long. Yeah, yeah. I really went, I did a lot when I was younger because I had issues. <laughs> but, uh, and then I just, I loved it. And I think it's helped me so much. I think I would be a totally different person if I didn't have, if I hadn't had therapy. Um, just the awareness it gives you, uh, it just makes you more calm. It makes you just able to handle situations better. And it's not like things become easier, like things like, rejection and acting or just in your life or people or friendships ending or things like that they always hurt but you yeah. with therapy you have the experience to know how to manage it that you won't just like have a tantrum and ruin your life yeah do you go james for me i've always found that being outdoors is my therapy oh cool yeah so um and if you see behind me on my wall they're pretty much all outdoors or i've nice. been hiking or I think that's why I quite enjoy stargazing because you can't look at your phone because your eyes are going to be distorted so you can't see anything. So that's not on. So you're literally mm. like completely detached. And then it's literally just you and the universe. Wow. And whoever and whoever's looking down. So <laughs> it's, That's it, awesome. Like, so that, that for me that that's how I how um I kind of untangle my mind. Yeah, and that's even really good. If, you know that that you have that awareness. Yeah, I, I know that um, therapy works great for some people, and 
I mean, I've never tried it, so I can't say it. I'm not saying it doesn't work, but I'm saying for me right now. Mm. I think it is also like it's a unique relationship and it's quite hard to find the right person. Like I, so I had this therapist in Ireland who I've seen since I was a kid and I still see her for certain things, but there was a point where it's like, oh, I actually need someone closer in London, but it's very hard to find because like someone that you really trust yeah, and will get everything. So I think anyone who's looking for that, don't give up if you haven't, if you haven't clicked with the first one and trust your gut. If that's not right, don't, don't go back, but you'll find someone. There's so many amazing therapists out there. Yeah. What what else is coming up? Projects and stuff like that you've got coming up in in the future. Um, well, yeah, it's a bit odd at the moment because you can't plan anything. But I am writing a book. But I don't want to talk about it because it's not nearly done. Who who sets that? Have you got a publisher and everything yeah, already yeah, set up? Yeah, yeah, got a publisher. Oh, cool. mm-hmm. Are there twins Editor. in this story? And are um, there are there image movie rights available? <laughs> I'm not thinking about that. <laughs> no, but I do eventually want to write more. Like I want to. I really want to be a writer. I'm kind of, I don't, I love acting, but I find the career challenging. It's hard to build your life as an actor, isn't it? Mm, So, And you're such a creative person anyway, so it's a great way to get that out, isn't it? Yeah, and I just think writers are the most powerful people. It's not that I'm power crazy, but like the fact that J.K. Rowling, like that's her world. And I'll never do anything like Harry Potter. That's just just i don't know how where she gets all that but yeah just the idea that you originate a story and then it all flows from there so yeah i hope this will be the first of more books yeah very good that, that's kind of got me going now so i normally ask people questions which i always forget to send them but i sent you them yes so I'm you glad. Did. but i'm you gonna throw did another what? one yeah i did i oh, remember I'm prepared. That. I'm but i'm gonna throw another one in there okay because you just inspired me to add it to the list. What is your favourite book? <gasps> oh, favourite book. Oh, my God. Um, well, I was almost so so professional and sent me questions, but then I just... No, 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 that's fine. <laughs> I genuinely love the Harry Potter books. Like, they're my feel-good books. I can just read them over and over again, and they pull me in. Something about her writing, you just can't stop reading them. Um, I, but I, have, I do have a few... Lolita is one of my favorite books, even though it's such a messed up book. Have you read it? Mm-mm. It's it's like very uh, well. It's about the pedophile, really, and but it's not just that. Oh, so it's a comedy then, yeah? It is funny. It's really funny. It is. <laughs> it's funny and smart and beautiful writing. Um, but I actually reread it recently. I found it really misogynistic, and I didn't know it was that when I was younger. But there's something about it that I like, and I also really like. One of my favorite authors, Joe Dunthorne, a book called Submarine. The movie's great too. He's he's really funny. I bet you'd like him. And he has a book okay. called The Adulterants as well, which is just about like 30-somethings living in London, trying to buy houses and having an affairs. It's really interesting and funny. Nice. Uh, so your favorite song? Oh, I actually didn't. Oh, damn it. Oh, I should have <laughs> thought about this. Um, that's such a hard one. How can you have one favorite song? What's your go-to song? But it changes every every month or so. Probably, I really love the song, and it's on my acting reel, uh, Stubborn Love by the Lumineers. Yeah, okay. I'll say that Very one. Very good. Okay, good. What's your favourite film? Um, can I say a few? Sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> I Origins, Dancer in the Dark, 
La Fille sur le Pont, and Submarine, the book. The movie is just as good. And from every film or any film or TV, what's your quote that you would use from oh, yeah. any of them? From that French movie, La Fille sur le Pont. I actually don't know it in French, but in English it's, you look like a girl who's about to make a mistake. So cool. It's such a romantic quote. He, it's, it's just, oh, it's a beautiful movie. He, he meets this girl on the bridge. It's Vanessa Parody. She's on just her, she's at her wit's end. She's about to jump off the bridge and he's a knife thrower. So he's like, well, if you really want to kill yourself, just come be in the circus and you can take a chance. And he becomes her assistant and he throws knives at her. But it's just such a romantic line. You look like a girl who's about to make a mistake. I love it. Nice. That's a good, yeah. that's, that's, that's a good line. That is up, yeah, that's up there with the best we've heard so far, definitely. Oh, cool. What's yours? Oh, I've got so many. Mine would be end of Rocky Four. If you can change, then I can change, and everyone can change. Nice. What about favourite Harry Potter line? Uh, favourite one from anybody or one that we did? Anyone. <laughs> you don't remember? No. <laughs> I, think, I think mine, because it was the ultimate you know, block, um, was just the whole morning... Oh, yeah, yeah. Line. That was just you, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah that was, was amazing. Except, except, except in the actual scripts, it was just written down as just morning. So I was... Yeah. That seems a bit you short-winded. You put some layers to it. Because well, yeah. you could either do it really aggressive. Yeah. Like you probably would do if you saw your sister making out with your best with your brother's best mate. Yeah. Or, um, or yeah, or you'd, or you'd just make it as awkward as possible, which is probably more like I'd do. Yeah. I loved it. It was great. That's so funny. I didn't realise how much you'd added to it. <laughs> and also, if, you do, if you're watching the background when I come in that scene, I've been watching Looney Tunes before that, like a couple of weeks before. So I over-exaggerate like Bugs Bunny did, you know, when he's trying to be on his tiptoes and he's really over-exaggerating oh, the wall. you do that? If you watch it back, that's what I'm doing in the background when he oh, comes in. Oh, cool. Well, I have to yeah. watch it back now. There you go. <laughs> oh, then, actually, I've got one more, which is, what was your favourite food? Weedabix. Nice. Good I show. love it. Nice. With, like with sugar or not? No sugar, raisins. Raisins. Uh, warmed nice. up. Can't eat it cold. Warmed up with some raisins. Del- delicious. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Uh, I think what a great spot to end it. Evie, thank you so much for joining us. I've really enjoyed this. And oh, thanks. Again, we've never actually talked a lot about this kind of stuff. So Yeah, isn't that uh, funny? Yeah, yeah, it is. Bizarre. But thank you so much. I really, yeah. really enjoyed it. Thanks. And when you go vegan, you'll come be on my podcast. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much again. Thanks Evie. for having me on. It's been so fun to talk to you. Thank you very much, Evie. Um, I don't know about you, Oliver, but I'm um, very wide awake after that one. If that makes that sense. Was... I've, I've ne- like we said before, and we, like we happened with Katie and Tom and Bonnie and Luke and people like that when we spoke to them before. We've been friends with these guys for a long, long time, and we've never spoken about half this stuff with them. So I was, no. I was blown. I'm still blown away that she had a bodyguard at school. Yeah, I mean that would be. Could you imagine how cool that would have been? As I said to Evie when we were when we were doing the talk, I thought like I'd be. I, I swear that person over there just made a move for me. Yeah, on the floor, bang. Um, but no, I mean that. I suppose that just shows that. I mean, when we were filming, we were totally unaware of. I suppose the impact that it has on someone like Evie getting into the the films, not just in terms of being a big fan before coming into it, but also your life, her life had just changed totally. Like when we got in the films, it was a case of we're in the films. Life continued. We still walked to school. We still, the only difference is we had bright ginger hair. There was like life continued as normal to a point or as it, as it had been. Um, whereas for her, it was completely 
like you could she could pretty much just say right my life changed that day for, for everything that went on and then I suppose everything after that as well when she got to a bit like she said when she went to summer camp type thing and the popularity and stuff like that like there is this big big shift in her life passing so it was amazing to hear from her as to how that that happened that was really really cool yeah and Hang on. I think I think what was also what the hell was that sorry my uh, my air conditioning unit was going off so I was uh, <laughs> oh well done okay yeah uh, what I also really enjoyed as well was hearing about her experience on Dancing with the Stars because I remember when she did that, it was I was so I wasn't even surprised that she did it because she Evie literally throws herself at anything that she does, mm. and is it's a real it's really cool to to see someone really just go for it, and Evie really is one of those people. And I remember the first time I I don't know if she'll hear this, but. I remember when we saw... <laughs> She's gone now. <laughs> She's gone now. But when she was... I remember the first time we acted in a scene with her when she had dialogue. And I can remember being pretty blown away by just how into it she was as Luna. And that wasn't her pretending to be Luna. That was her acting and how good she was at acting. And that was bounced up even more after that when we did... I say, Oliver and I did another production with her for the BBC. And... She's playing a completely different role, but again, just so into it and so there. So I really do hope we get to see more of of, of Anna in in bigger productions after. But also, I want to know what her book's about. So maybe we can try and yeah. uh, get some. Yeah, we info didn't even get a title out for did we? No, that's our mission then for for later on. Okay, that'll be a did you know? But actually, there's a seg. There's a segue. 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 I've got a few Irish did you knows for this week. Okay, ready. So um, they were a neutral nation in the war. Well, you went deep with that one, didn't you? No, no, no. You just, you just come in. And did you know? Because no, that's not the. I remember no, when we had all no, these. Shut up! No, no. This is my time. Not yours. <sighs> Go on then. So the sport which I <laughs> let me try again. So the sport that Evie was talking about um, that her dad really enjoys, and honestly, this is one thing in my life I want to do is go to a game with her dad for hurling which is an Irish sport, which is one of the oldest field games in the world. And yeah, it's been it's... popular for over 3,000 years. 3,000 years? 3,000 years. But the first time it's actually well, should, written well, should you down... Say, should you say 1,000 years? Depends where you come from. Right, but it's actually written down dating back to 1272. Right. BC. BC? There you go. No way. How cool is that? Another did you know? She mentioned the word submarine. Oh, that's a book. Well, can, I just, can, I just, can I just go back to that? Can I just go, no, no, you no, missed no, that. I want, to go no. back. I want to go back to hurling. For those, for those people who are what, what on earth is hurling, it's a bit like lacrosse. Yeah, kind of. If you, if you had to like, give a rough idea of what it looked like, that would be it. But you've got a paddle. You've got a paddle and, you, yeah, and it's that's about as it. hell by the look of it, yeah. But a lot of fun. Um, so another one is that Evie mentioned the word submarine as one of mm-hmm. her favourite books. But did you know the actual submarine vehicle was invented in Ireland by a guy called John Philip Holland? And did you know his and company... submarine comes from Submariner. But his company was called J.P. Holland Torpedo Boat Company. That's hence where the word torpedo comes from. Oh, right. And... This is a final one. This will blow your mind. This will be one oh, that everyone... Sorry, sorry, I dozed off there. Sorry, go This on. will be one that everybody will say, ah-ha-ha, ha, I uh-huh. remember this one. So, uh-huh. 
Irish surnames, they're famous um, around the world, obviously, but some of them start with Mac or Muck, and some of them start with O. Or... Yeah. So Irish surnames that start with Mac actually means son of. Ah. Is that a bit like the Dutch where it's van der? Exactly. Because that means son of, doesn't it? Yes, but this is Mac. Okay, Mac. But surnames which start with O, mm-hmm. i.e. O'Leary, O'Gara, you get what I'm saying, O yeah. means grandson of. Hey, well, you've got one who's remembered by the dad, or another one which is remembered by the granddad. I'm, I'm, I'm totally confused. So you've got Mac, right? Mac means son of. Yep. Right, and O means grandson. Grandson of. Right. Right. So, is do you, so? Do you only get the O? What does that mean? I don't. I, I totally understand. So, wouldn't they all be called Max? No. Why? Because they're some of them are grandsons of. Well, I think we need um, a professional opinion on this. Yeah, well, anyway, I'm, I know I'm right. And that is, for me, that is a good fact. It is, it is. It Thank is. you very you could much. also say, did you know that the kilt is Irish? It's not Scottish. Yes. Okay, well, thank you very much for... Anyway, that was this week's Did You Know? Oh, that was stretched out, wasn't it? Here's another Did You Know, actually, which I don't think I'd, I've said before. But did you know the no. tradition for carving ghoulish faces into pumpkins around mm-hmm. Halloween time. Yes. Do you know, it was originally out of turnips. Did they realise that turnips don't quite taste as nice as pumpkins to Maybe. Eat? They're probably a bit harder to, to Where was make that? a decent face. Uh, the Middle Ages. Excellent, excellent. Well, anyway. But yeah, so Ivana, thank you so much for joining us this week. It was a lot, a lot of fun. And I'm still really in awe of how open Evie is and she always has been with us and very yeah very cool to talk to and like we said we we, we try and stay pretty um non, non-political word? well nothing well not even that and but stuff not, like that well we can't we try no. we try and talk if we do talk about stuff in a serious topic we try and put a kind of not make light of it but we try and not be too dour and boom and i think that comes into like when evie was saying i never realized that she had her therapy she'd been in therapy for a long time and when you say in therapy you think sometimes you hear oh i'm in therapy you suddenly sometimes people mean that you live in a you know in a in an establishment what deals with that type of thing as opposed to like she said she just drops her therapist a text or meets up every six weeks which is yeah a bit like me like every six weeks go and have an unload yeah and that being said oliver so um obviously we're very lucky to have people from all over the world listening in right now so thank you very much for joining us everybody and if you have had any um thoughts or wants to contact anybody to talk about any mental health issues or anything really there's some links in the bios for today either in the podcast or in the youtube where hopefully you will find someone to talk to and a there are many, many, many good people all over the world. So please check it out. Always speak to someone because everyone is always only one call away from um, speaking. Well, from getting help. From, yes, from getting help. Exactly. That's basically it. I mean, like, as I've said before, like you wouldn't leave a broken arm to just get better on its own. You'd seek medical help for it or you'd seek someone. You seek the assistance of someone who knows what they're dealing with. Don't leave a broken mind or a broken spirit uh, to get to get sorted. So, as James said, there's links in the bio to uh, different companies that we think would be able to help you out in some way. Or if maybe they can't, they'd be able to direct you somewhere. What can do? But never suffer alone. Exactly. And on that note, guys, thank you very much for listening this week. Uh, and guys, thanks a lot. We will see you next week. I, 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 I,
Normal Not Normal is a stable production.